As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Live from a bunker in the heart of the Ozarks is a mage in some other race and maybe a different race. And also, Leroy Jenkins! Do you even know what that means? It's Sif Pop. Do I know what that means? <laughs> Leroy Jenkins? Yeah, of you course get that I do. Okay. Of course I do. Because right now, know Leroy Andrew Jenkins? and I are kind of secretly inwardly judging you, wondering <laughs> yeah, if really you like, actually know. You poser. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I think that's kind of crossed over, even if you never did, like, the Warcraft thing. The Leroy Jenkins thing was kind of a big deal, you know, rushing into the raid early and... Well, it's a cultural phenomenon. Yeah, now. yeah, absolutely. Not referenced in the Warcraft movie. Well, we will get into more of that here in a bit. First, welcome to Sif Pop. I'm Aaron. Danae's here, too. We're streaming live on Mixler every Friday afternoon or available to download later in your podcast feed. Unless, of course, you're a patron. Patrons get perks! Patrons get those perks. Every week we'll be joined by one pop culture guru, maybe two, this week one, to chat about movies, television, and whatever else is on our pop culture minds. Today, please welcome again, it's Andrew Ormsby from Flick Free. Ahoy! <laughs> yes. It is me, ladies and gentlemen. That's the longest cheering in your, the history of Sip Pop Podcast. Your favorite Flick Freaks host. It just got to that point where it was like, all right, this is either going to annoy me or it's going to get funny. <laughs> but it was already funny enough. So I like one of those jokes smiling. that yes. just keeps going on and on until it's not funny. And then it goes on so much further and it gets that it funny gets funny again. again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we didn't quite get there. So I apologize for that. Didn't commit. Uh, <laughs> we're going to have a great show. Before we do, though, how's everybody doing? Anything going on in life that you want to chat about before we get into the pop culture stuff? I think I'm good to go. I mean, I have feathers in my hair now, naturally. That's feathers I was in my talking hair. about that. If you want me to just jump into something well, I share in common with you and Andrew now. You had... We do not have feathers in our No, hair. no, no, no. We don't do feathers. But you, you had shaved the side of your head. A good portion of the side of your head. Looked awesome, by the you way. You wouldn't let me say side of my head, by the way. I wouldn't? Oh, no. No, you said half. Oh, uh, That's uh, what uh. I wouldn't let you say. You oh, used, oh, used to right, say I shaved yes. half of my head. You did not shave half your head. <laughs> <laughs> shave uh, the side of your head. Got it, got it. Did you uh, let the? I, I'm sitting on the opposite side. Did you let that grow back on that side? Well, or? that's, that's what's why happening. I have feathers yeah. because I have glasses too. So where it's growing over, you know, where my hair is getting longer and longer, it just kind of like fluffs out. And I'll wake up, and because I have you know the short hair there now, it's like it's mashed against the pillow. It'll be like sticking up in different directions. <laughs> I have to wet it down and like get it to just like move down. I'm like, oh, this yep. is what boys have to do. <laughs> yeah. Well, not me because I use half guard on the side of my head. So it gets really Half short. guard? Half guard. What, what is, is half that? guard? It's like right above just a straight razor, really. Oh. Oh, a guard, like a, a guard. shaving guard. Yeah, I thought this was guard. like a, a product. A product like oh, a no, product. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, a half For guard on a razor. needs, I use half, half. guard. <laughs> yeah. I think it's like there's a. Like a guard is like uh, half an inch, so this yeah, is yeah, a fourth yeah. of an inch. Okay, is a half guard. So. Okay, I hear them call where I go get mine. Mine cut now. I do a, a pretty tight fade on the the sides and back. They go by numbers. They'll say like a one yeah, to a four, or that kind yeah. of thing. 
Hudson so. Hawk does a good job. They, I always like your haircut. You have a lot more hair than I do, too. So Thanks. I think this has been a wonderful conversation. Everybody Just, loves each uh, other's hair. Yeah. Do you love my hair? Because have do. you even noticed that it's growing out crazy? No, I, I, good. Well, I really haven't. Good. Well, that's a good sign. You, you've kept it covered, really, since you started growing it back. So. Right. You don't want to see this. It's like whenever <laughs> I lift it up, I feel like a teenage boy showing, you know, like their acne on their forehead that they're hiding with longer <laughs> hair. You feel like you're just lifting up going like, look at all this crazy hair under here. Wow. But it's you're really sensitive fun. about it then. No, it's just different because it's not. You just compared this it to face acne. <laughs> I think you're a little sensitive about it. Maybe. She might like face acne. Well, that's true. <laughs> it gives that's you true. character. We did not get your actual your actual uh, opinion on face acne. So I am be... concerned that I do need to learn how to do my hair differently. That is the concern. But that anyway. It's an adventure. What are you talking about? Right? Well, yeah. welcome an to the show. An adventure pomade. Yeah. <laughs> We've Never got uh, we've got a review of Warcraft today that we'll get into, uh, as well as talk about some of our favorite video games and, of course, our buried treasure. But we like to start off with a little game of Do We Care? Danae's going to read some pop culture headlines, and we'll, uh, Andrew and I will say if we even care to talk more about them. What do you got today? Um, you know, sometimes you do these things and you're totally unprepared. Uh-huh. This is one of those times. Okay, so we're just going to go into the waters together, because... <laughs> Some websites Roll this thing where jeans, <laughs> you have a headline and if you leave it there, it just keeps going. And so I'm like, that's not what I was that's talking about. That's not the headline I wanted to talk okay, about. It's now loaded the actual one. Hamilton, which you guys are just talking yeah. about. Yes. Producers will hike premium tickets <laughs> to thwart scalpers. So I'd already, Wow, we were just talking about that's that. Why I didn't say anything because I was like, ooh, we're going to talk about that. Tonight, I guess so. we care considering we were talking about it before the article was even mentioned. No, nah, I've, I've said all I need to say. No, <laughs> no, okay. The producers of the historic Broadway show Hamilton just made their hit a little bit more historic, raising box office prices to a record $849 for premium seating. Um, so wow. They're also doubling the number of $10 seats the show offers by lottery for every show. That's cool. And the increase in lottery seat means that 19,000 people per year will be able to see the show for only $10. That's great. So, I, I love that they do that. I'm yeah. confused, so maybe you can explain this. So they raise the prices on the premium seats. Like, yeah, if you want for sure to get in. So that scalpers will have a more difficult time, but won't the scalpers just jack up their prices again? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's possible. Yeah. That's like a 10-foot wall, 12-foot ladder sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> I Well, I think there is a point where scalpers will will not see the return that they want mm-hmm. basically as they as they work. increase their prices they get closer to actual market price see scalpers are getting actual market price in other words what people will pay yeah the closer that the actual hamilton people get to market price the less scalpers will be able to make so they'll be investing 900 bucks and maybe only get a hundred dollars out of it or whatever That's as opposed to investing 500 bucks and getting 500 out of it you see what i'm saying i get what you're saying yeah just, you know, diminishing return. On the your... lead producer, Jeffrey Seller, says the decision to hike the prices comes as a result of his frustration with ticket scalpers who are estimated to be making up to $60 million a year from Whoa. reselling tickets to the Blockbuster show. Just from Hamilton? Whoa. I am in the wrong business. Uh, let's, Dicer, let's become scalpers. <laughs> it is not fair that my product is being resold at many times its face value and my team isn't sharing in those profits. I totally agree with that, by the way. To beat the scalpers at their game, he studied the secondary ticket market to determine the average cost of the scalp ticket. There then you price go. his ticket accordingly. There you go. Betting that scalpers would be unwilling to raise their ticket prices and in doing so, he has lowered the margin for scalpers and made the tickets less attractive to the ticket bots that used to snap up as much as 78% of the show's tickets. Wow. Challenge How crazy accept. that we were just talking about that. I know. But that's what they should do. They should charge market price. But the fact, the reason I'm even uh, more respectful of that, the fact that they have so many tickets that they offer every night for 10 bucks a pop when they could be selling those seats for you know big yeah. prices as well so is that like really a lottery respectful. system? How it's they... a lottery system. Yeah, you just sign up and then they pick a certain number... Every night that gets to come in for 10 bucks. That's fascinating. Yeah. Well, I usually have kind of more to go off of um, at this point, though. I must say that all of the other quick searches for pop culture news resulted in a lot of me getting confused about why why this is interesting to people, which is, you know, Kardashians and things like that. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. tabloid culture stuff. Which isn't what we want to talk about. No, 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 no. Well, Andrew, what's, what's happened lately in pop culture news? You've got your finger on it, you know. Pretty tightly. Any casting going on? Anything like that? Do you mind giving me two seconds to look it up what we posted on our Twitter? Because uh, I'm actually not the one that runs our Twitter page. So. Oh, okay. A Google search for news pop culture. Uh, the top one for Google is pop culture happy hour. So it's like, what's making music funny? 
So, uh, so it's like, like that. yeah, it's just like content, which is kind of interesting. Stuff. You guys would love this one here. All right, here we go. Okay. Andrew's got our next. Do we care? So, Danae, you get to answer this time. You ready? I'm ready. Mel Gibson is writing the sequel for Passion of the Christ. I care. I saw that. I care because I just said Mel Gibson a minute ago. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, this is this is that. This is the second time I've thought of him, so I suddenly care, but not for any. <laughs> this is the premonition edition of Sith yeah, Pop, where right? we're like, you know, we're in the vein. So uh, I I absolutely care. I think Mel Gibson is a phenomenal director, and you know, I'd be really interested to see what he does with the the resurrection. Because I'm assuming that's what he's doing is the resurrection. Either that or it's a prequel. It did say sequel in the article that yeah. that they were talking about. So um but here's something and I don't it's not because I'm not religious. Sure. I just didn't like the passion. Okay. I, I for me it was just a step above gore fest. Sure. No, I totally get it. So um but I'm not saying like uh what's the actor's name that's uh who played Jim Caviezel. Yeah. Phenomenal actor. Yeah, yeah. Great. And I do agree with you that Mel Gibson is Did you say one Apocalypto? Of the most... Yes. How did you feel about Apocalypto? One of the best movies of that year. Because that was that was the same kind of gore fest. I mean, that was there was a lot of extreme violence in that too. But I thought that there was actually a more structured story to Apocalypto than there was for the Passion. For the simple fact that and this might sound weird, I kind of knew how the Passion was gonna end. <laughs> so um, spoilers. But the passion takes place over two hours. Uh-huh. It's difficult to tell a story that takes place in a two-hour time period because you don't really get that much in-depth. I know that Mel Gibson was leaning a lot, and I know I'm getting really into this, and I apologize. No, I know that's that, fine. Hey, that's I know that Mel Gibson was leaning a lot on people's prior knowledge to the passion story to where he wouldn't have to really explain a whole bunch of stuff. Apocalypto was an incredible journey that was new for everybody because... It was something that nobody'd really ever seen before. Yeah. And yes, it no, was a gore saying. fest, but there was actually a lot in there. Yeah, no, I, I totally get what you're saying. Here's what I loved about the Passion of the Christ, beyond beyond the significance for me as a Christian sure, sure. to kind of see that on the screen. Beyond that, I, what I loved about it was Bill Gibson made a choice to make it as if he had put cameras in that time period. So rather than having the actors speak English, they spoke Aramaic, Which, you know? That and, part was really well it, done. It, yeah, it was really compelling in that way. You felt like you were in that era, in, you know, that time. And I originally, do you remember this? Originally, he had talked about doing The Passion without subtitles. Completely in the original langu- language, without subtitles. You know what? This may sound weird. I might have liked the movie even I, It's more. an interesting thought, right? Yeah. You know, and, and then it really is just like you are... You know, if you don't speak Aramaic, well, that's what would happen if you were placed back in that time. You would be kind of lost and yeah. know what they were saying. I'd but... pick up words like, oh, Barabbas. Okay, I know who they're talking <laughs> yeah, about now. And then... that guy is. Uh, but yeah, it'll be, I think it'll be interesting to see what he does with it. Um, he's always an interesting director, if nothing else. I did have one more, but it was actually... Well, we it's... got one from our uh, live chat, actually. So let's oh, throw perfect. this out. Let's do that. Uh, the headline is, Nashville is saved. CMT picks up canceled ABC drama for Whoa. a fifth season. We talked so, about this um, a little while back, contemplating uh, the if the lead was suffering from depression. Yeah. Well, she kind of had mentioned that she needed to take a break, and I saw a post about it in, you know, some forum somewhere about you know let's send her some love because she's dealing with depression and this can't be easy. So we wondered if it was tied to the Nashville. Yeah. Take I'll have to your, copy and. Yeah. Take care of yourself before. The what do you show. guys think? I mean, is that something you care about? Do either of you watch the show? I is... don't watch the show. Honestly, I have no interest I it, in the show. I watched it for two seasons, uh, primarily because uh, one of our other uh, gurus that joins us, Josh Childs, yeah, uh, who yeah. joins us every once in a while, his brother's in the show. He has a YouTube channel that's... Uh, yes. What's, yeah. What's the name of that channel? I'm sorry. Uh, it's... Um, Oh, I put me on the spot. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's we both had brain farts contagious. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Nether region. Yes. Yeah, the Nether region. And uh, but yeah, his brother Jeremy is in Nashville, the TV show. So I watched for a oh, while, but wow. it just wasn't interesting enough for me to to kind of stick with. That's, this is interesting article. Thank you for linking uh, to that, Bonnie. Um, it's talking about how at some point the fans got involved. It just reminds me of Firefly. It's like, well, why did somebody pick up Firefly? What it reminds me of. I don't want them to pick up Firefly now. No, 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 no it's, it's too late. It's too, it's too late, late now, but now, but it's, but it's like this is what it reminds me of. What was the, This is the. It turns around and they repick the show back up. So. What was the one with the where the world was ending and the like the United States turned into two countries and they were kind of fighting against each other and they got canceled and the fans sent them peanuts. 
because there was a line Jericho. In, Jericho, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's such a good show. Yeah, it really was. And they they because the fans went crazy and just started sending they them sent, all these they peanuts. Sent them peanuts, yeah. Uh, they they brought the show back. Yeah, <laughs> it's like wow. Jericho that's what it reminds me of. Really good show. Yeah, I enjoyed <laughs> that. So good stuff. Good stuff. Well, good. I liked that. We got Dewey cares from all around the horn. Yay! That was nice. I feel left. I didn't do a Dewey. I didn't get put one out there. But you do know, you have one maybe next no, time. No, no, I don't. No. This is my segment of the show, just to, that I don't have to prepare for. I prepare for everything else. <laughs> so it's the one segment. I'm a difficult I, person to work with. It's the one segment I just get to sit back on. All right. Well, let's move on uh, to Warcraft and to get us into the mood. Uh, let's see if we can play without my phone going crazy, as it tends to do. Uh, a little bit of the soundtrack from Warcraft. What? No. Stop. Yes. Do it again. All no. right. Here we go. Ah. Warcraft is, of course, uh, based on Blizzard's huge MMORPG, World of Warcraft. Been around for a while, and of course, they, every once in a while, so that their fans have something else to buy, will put out, what is that called, an expansion? Yes. So the game continues expanding and expanding. Uh, the movie takes place in all the settings and with the different races, although I'll have to ask you guys if it's specific characters, because I don't know if they're actually characters in the game. Yeah. Um, so we'll talk about that. But it kind of has orcs versus humans in a battle for the world and what happens when there are heroes and villains on both sides. So let's talk a little about Warcraft. Uh, first, let's talk about our own experience with the game, because I think that's important to talking about this movie. Uh, I have zero experience playing World of Warcraft. I only know. Well, that's actually not true. That is actually not true. I played for a day. I played like a couple hours one time because Danae made me. She said, you have to play World of Warcraft for a little bit. So I did. And I thoroughly disenjoyed it. Uh, yes, his technically chat, that's good for you. His <laughs> chat on the bottom was, "I hate whatever is happening right now," <laughs> and he also was not playing with a mouse to move around. You were playing with a trackpad. Yes. Yeah. And so he's just wiggling. His, it just wasn't. That would have been awful. I know. Yeah, it was awful. I think awful. that's part of why it was awful. I'm but sure it I could have been. Ever make him go back into it because I'm afraid. He I'm won't. sure it could have been. It's also not the type of game I usually enjoy, which is why I'm excited to talk about the types of games we do enjoy. Uh, here in our second segment. But anyway, so I played it for a little bit. But point being, I don't know a lot about it at sure. all. Uh, I know, Danae, your history with it is long and varied. You want to talk a little bit about that? Long and varied. <laughs> how long, how long have you been in remission? <laughs> uh, remission. I first started uh, kind of in the world. There was, uh, what was, oh, I just totally lost it. The game where you start off on a map and it's all blacked out and then you build like your peons. Oh, that's a... Uh... Um, Command and Conquer. Nope. Well, they also have that was in StarCraft. Like StarCraft. That's that's another it Blizzard was, property. It was was it called Warcraft? Because it wasn't StarCraft. It was the on the peons and human side. That, okay, yeah. What was that called? So they originally had Warcraft one, two, and three, and then they came out with World of Warcraft, which was an online. So Warcraft yeah. one, two, and three was just was you just playing by your playing. It was, it yeah, was okay, a map yeah, yeah. game, and I started playing that. Yeah, that's what I started with as well. So you have a totally black map, and you're given just a few resources, and you start building a hut, and then you start making you know people to go get trees and mm -hmm. resources, that kind yeah. of a game. And that's how it started. And then you'd eventually discover another uh, opponent on the map somewhere, and then you'd have to fight them and take over the map. And you never knew where it was, and you could set the difficulties. I remember doing all of that when I was little. And then, then you stuck with it and followed it through as it became, you know, online yeah, like and massively multiplayer. Kind of, have you ever played Civilization? Mm -mm, okay. No. I just don't dig those kind of games, but okay. yeah. It's, it's a lot like Civilization. My game so. previous to that was uh, SimCity Builder, yeah. where that you would build the cities and you'd like dig down into the map a little bit and find resources and all this kind of stuff. More more like, uh, there's a really popular game like that now where you can build your own worlds. It's all like cubes. What's it called? Uh, you're talking about Minecraft. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's all yeah. It's so yeah. intricate. Yeah. yeah, my boys love Minecraft. Also crafty. <laughs> but so crafty. So you don't play anymore. So when did you fall out with it, or was it just something you didn't have time for? Or Well, once it got to the World of Warcraft phase, I happened to be working overnights, and so my husband and I had totally opposite schedules. So I would come home after you know working and answering phones from the Hotels.com world all for like eight hours, and I would just land on my computer and play World of Warcraft <laughs> by myself because there was nothing else to do. There was no friends up. There was no sun up. It was just me and my computer in World of Warcraft and making some pretty sweet character tunes. Nice. <laughs> I love my tunes so much. Uh, so, did you get to any expansion packs? Yep. Or? I went into the expansion packs for a little bit. I got to the pin, a Mist of Pandaria, and then I had to, my, my career shifted, and I decided to really start focusing on the projects in front of me. And 
had to stop playing my video. So it game. does. It, it is a game that that envelops you. Then, like, it's a game you if you want to succeed at it to its fullest, you do have to spend a lot of time with it. Oh, yeah. it, well, honestly, it just depends. I mean, there's different ways. Depending to play on what the game. your purpose is to play the game. What about you, Andrew? What's your experience? So, like Danae, I did Warcraft one, two, and three, and then I got into World of Warcraft, and I'm still playing World of Warcraft. I've played every single expansion pack. I know a lot. I don't. Okay, there's always going to be somebody out there that knows a lot more about the lore than you do. Sure, I know a lot about the lore. But you are an, you would feel like you're an expert, an expert, a connoisseur. Yes, especially in this yeah. room. Yeah, yes. for sure. In this room, I would say that I probably know the most about. Warcraft. Well, I'm, I'm I would so agree. glad to have you guys. I'm so glad to have you guys to chat. I mean, with I about would this. agree that you have more knowledge than me. <laughs> okay. Although I just want to let you know, I am a lore master. So, I did, I did complete all of the quests in the entire game to acquire that title. All right, so now that we have the background, very quickly, uh, did you like it, love it, it was okay, disliked it, or hated it? Uh, let's start with Andrew. Liked it. Liked it. Danae, liked it. Hated it. I'm sure you did. I hated this movie. Uh, and I can tell you um, why you hated it. Yeah, I, I'm curious to hear what you're going to say because um, I have thoughts on why it wasn't great, but for me personally, I liked it. I, I would be willing to go, you know what, I'm going to go disliked it. I think, I think it, there's, a, there's a temptation when you're, you know, the, like the, the noob, so to speak, you know, who doesn't know anything about, you know, this world or whatever, to just like fight back against that. I just, there are things I like about this movie. So I'm going to go with disliked it, actually. Okay. Uh, but Andrew, why do you think I had such a bad experience? Because this movie was not made for the general populace. This movie was made for the fans. That's what it felt like. Because it, there, this movie is a hour and 55 minute reference. Mm -hmm. That's what it felt like. And when you don't get any of the references, it's, you yeah. feel like an outsider. But yeah. I don't think that that's bad because there's so many movies out there that are made for the general populace and this is a movie that has such a strong fan base that loves this properly if you don't make a movie for them then you're really neglecting the people that care about it the most i you know i don't disagree with that in fact in my review uh you know i do my 60 second radio review first you know night of yeah uh, i very specifically wanted to say if you love the games you may love this movie and find all these things in it, but I have to give what my experience was, which is somebody who doesn't play the games, and so I was lost at some points. I was very confused by different things. I, you know, and I put that in my review as well. I'm like, if you have not played these games, this is going to be hands down the most confusing movie you've ever seen. Because for like when I watch the movie and they're like. We got to go to Karazhan. I'm like, oh, I know how to get to Karazhan. If you go down to... Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, for real. No, no. I, like, in my head, I'm like, okay, say you're in Stormwind. You're going to go down to Goldshire, go over the river, and then you're going to get to Duskwood. Once you get to Duskwood, <laughs> you're going to take a, the western road, yeah. and that'll take you to Deadwind oh, Pass. If you I... go Deadwind Pass, you go south. That's right nice. where Karazhan is. Yeah. Oh. And I did not make all that up. That is all That's true. That's legitimate. <laughs> I forgot to take a left at Albuquerque. Uh, yeah. If you get to Red Ridge Mountains, you've gone too far. <laughs> What's crazy is when you have done, when you've immersed yourself in the game, like what Andrew's discussing, like you are actually playing a character who has to, if you don't have a way to get there, you're running from you to city to city and you can walk for a little bit and then you can run for a little bit. And it's all trying to be very logistically planned. And they've, or you can apparently draw symbols on the ground and teleport. Yeah, Once it's a hearth. It's thing. called hearthing. It's called oh, get it right. Okay, you can hearth. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And you can only do that but, once every 15 minutes. But let minutes. me tell you, when you spend a lot of time in a video game where you are making all these references in your mind, it's, I remember the first time that I like broke over like a valley in a game and mm. I was riding on one of those griffins. And I was like, this is so cool. Cause it's just griffins, the Eagle lion thing. Yes. Yeah. And, and there's a, there's an emotion tied to it. Cause you've actually done, you know, gaming work to get there and yeah. it's just like a fun little thing to do so for me i i definitely experienced that i feel like they could have done a better job of weaving something together maybe the telling of a story that would have had some a, more of a understanding of emotions that this has just there's a lot of go, lot going on in each person and it mm. just seems like it's all very convenient turnaround this is like watching a video game play out it's like almost watching their interaction even the text bubbles above their head yeah. as if this is just a more enhanced more beautiful version of an introduction to an expansion pack and at the end of the movie i expected to be handed a quest like i was ready to go yeah here's seriously yeah here's here's one thing that i would say about the the world in the universe that really turned me off as somebody as uh, just a movie goer every time a new location came up 
they had to put what it was on the screen. Yeah. And I didn't know if they were trying to do that for me because I wouldn't know these places because obviously you would know them or if they were doing that for you. So would you so you would know this is our representation of Stormwind. Oh, no, it's what? exactly the so same. Looks like, so you would have known anyway. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. You know what? I didn't even look at the text. I'm like, nope. Ironforge, yep. Stormwind, okay, yep. so here's, my yep. here's my thing. <laughs> Dalaran is the floating city. Yeah. Lord of the Rings. Which is awesome. Lord of the Rings has this vast universe with all these different places. And yes. never once do you go to a place. I, could, I, I don't think I'm wrong, but never once do you go to a place and up on the screen it says, Helm's Deep, or, you know, you just they live don't, but they in those places. It. They, in, they verbally, that's fine. To me, it. I like that better. There's something that's just more immersive about just living in a place and finding out what it means. I think and, that they knew that was, I think that could have been possible if they would have kept the characters in a few locations. What happens is that you're taken to a lot of locations. Ugh, tell inside. me about it. And here's the thing. We're all, we're in, you know, the, the major city of the Alliance, you know, and which is called Stormwind. And in Stormwind, there's all these different, you know, districts. And then there's all these like little sub levels. Like when we opened up on the catacomb kind of uh, feel, the bunkers, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you pick up quests in that same bunker. Yeah, stuck you know? So you know exactly where you are in the game in the movie. Okay, so yeah. let me ask you this. So it's on, it's not just that you're in a city, it's in that you're in this place. Even the bars look like yeah, the game it's it's you're in the game we've got we've we've come to a place obviously where i think we all agree this is a movie made for yes. fans of the game yes okay so we've come to that place. only let for me ask, the fans of the game. yeah only for the fans of this game let me let me ask you this question could they have made a movie based on this property for a more general audience was that even possible no. not should they have but was it possible no if they did you would have 14 movies on your hand because there's so much That's lore true. to explain i was just thinking like well, I don't think they would mind having 14 movies on their hand if they were good movies. Like, that's but, the whole thing is building an expanded universe be, these days. By the end of this movie, I believe it's an attempt to set up. And but what if... I think but, there has to be at least four more movies. But what if, what if they took the Marvel approach where they've got all these characters that interact in all these ways, but instead of trying to give you all that in one movie, they say, let's do an Iron Man movie. So what if they just did an orc movie? And then the next movie they did was an Alliance movie or a Stormwind movie. And well, then this is why I five felt... movies down the road, they all come together and you've got the, Maybe. the emotion because, I mean, you need I hear for the you. story. I think it would have been a really good, I, I think that would be great. And I think that the fans would get behind it because you'd understand So it's more it. expanded but, universe. But I'm wondering if it's just they've been producing these kinds of films for a long time because they, ha- they have been. It, they come out with every expansion. You get to see like these really cool, mm-hmm. but usually it's more like horde versus alliance you know and, yeah. and in this movie it's not it gets even more complicated than that with the fell and the burning There's, legion our real enemy isn't even the people in front of us it's something else going on that we're they're trying to figure out too so here you've got someone who's never gone into the warcraft world trying to figure out every creature and name and all of this stuff and every city and then they're confused the people themselves are confused about what's going on so they're still not able to relate by the end of the movie, I don't know who I would have related to, you know, like from your position. That was one. Of, that was one of my main points. Was uh, I had I had nothing to root for. I didn't know what I was rooting yeah. for. Uh, I can get it that. left it left a lot of the movie unsatisfying to me, and especially the end. There's no resolution at no, the end there, whatsoever. Because there's no resolution in the games. The games are still no, I, going I on. I get that, but as a movie watcher, like I want to feel so, good about something. So, like I want to okay, think about this. The first Lord of the Rings movie, Fellowship, <clears throat> it just ended as well. Mm-hmm. That movie just stopped. Like Yeah, but there was resolution. I don't think there was. Here's the difference, I think, between the two. Lord of the Rings, you have an author who wrote a book that had a beginning and an end. It was a story. Now, you can make assumptions about it. There's the Silmarillion that kind of goes into maybe his more intention to develop those worlds and have history. But for the average person, they have their hero story. And so you go into those movies knowing that there is kind of a feeling to an end. But for a Warcraft person, every single person you see is going to be you know usurped by somebody else and like you're in a storyline that we know just keeps going and going and going that is a little annoying to me because i do want to have something to cling on to and what i'm clinging to is that i want to see more spell casting because that was fun yeah you know and i liked the world i loved being i thought it was i thought it was beautiful and aaron you want to talk about your cgi preferences or maybe I, I thought the CG was really bad I thought it felt very really? plastic yeah I thought it felt very plasticky especially like right from the beginning I was like oh this this does not feel like a real world to me the reason why they chose that style of CG is if you ever watched the actual game 
they have cinematic trailers. Okay. And that's what they base their CG off of. Oh, uh, okay. It, once C- again, same thing, right? Yeah. Fans of the game will be more adaptive to it. Yeah, I was Where somebody right who, who doesn't love the game like myself is like, I don't like the look of that. I'm not used to I the look of that. Loving, I was loving seeing the characters. I mean, the orcs <laughs> are very violent. There's, I mean, this, you're in a crazy war. You're seeing people like Can all I, kinds of... This is the most R-rated PG-13 film ever. Right? No, 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 no. It, what, what, was the, what was the violent one we just saw that was... X-Men? Was oh, not, X-Men. I don't think, X-Men was more violent than this. I don't this. think so. Just that one scene and the rest of it was... I was really sensitive to it. I was I didn't like, like, that, that was movie violent. At all. Yeah. But, but I still think that this was more violent because oh it was throughout. I and think you that, see like... Hmm, I didn't feel that way. Animal death? You see That's people awful. literally getting crushed <laughs> and their heads ripped off. Yeah, it was violent. This is a very violent but movie. But you see lots of that in The Last X-Men too. No. Not as much. That I was disagree. way more. I disagree, but For five fine. minutes you see that in <clears throat> X-Men. I think it's just... You that's know, fine. It's not, it's, it's not something worth arguing over, I don't think. Maybe it's that in X-Men I was willing to look away, but this time I was like, I want to see what they're doing because I was just so curious <laughs> about it. Yeah. Uh, but the orcs are like terrifying, which we just kind of want to talk about that. The orcs are terrifying creatures and they're interesting to look at. Horrible, gross teeth. And Do they change colors? They have, yeah, there's different like factions. This other thing is just super complicated. Well, I thought the main it's, guy it's was green at the beginning. Like, I, Durator? Yeah. He, his skin, like he looked He's like the Incredible green. Hulk to me. But then through the rest of the movie, he was like an orange. Like he wasn't even maybe close just, to green. Maybe just lighting. He was a he was. It was strange to me. I was like, war and color. I didn't know. <laughs> I honestly, this is one of the things I wanted to ask you is honestly, if their skin is known to change color, like if that's one of the I didn't camouflage catch changing color. I didn't have. either. Did you? Okay. <clears throat> Did you smell toast when you were watching? The- <laughs> <laughs> yes. Is that bad? <laughs> no, you're fine. Okay, good. And then there's also uh-huh. the human characters, and you know we get to inter- be introduced to mages, mm-hmm. and so you do get to see some spell, some spell work, which was kind of nice and fun. And then you get to see, you know, the King of Stormwind and and the Alliance, and they've got this crazy over the top armor. It's just like it's just like the show, yeah, or just like the the game rather. So I didn't mind all of that because, like I said, I was so kind of used to it. Um, I didn't expect that there was going to be, you know, one of the female characters in this movie. I didn't expect her to be there, and so that was a little like. Oh, let me ask you, Garona? Yeah, Garona. let me ask you the question okay. that that I almost asked at the beginning, but I never got an answer for because I didn't really ask it. Which is, are these character references actual characters? These are from, actual characters. This is from the, the game. This is the story. This is the beginning. Because the orcs weren't always on Azeroth. Azeroth is the name of the world. Mm-hmm. There's the Eastern Kingdoms, which is where they're at right now. There's an entire continent that we haven't even seen yet called Kalimdor. And we've only seen maybe one-fifth of this world. If you expand all of like the entire World of Warcraft game. So you're saying maybe they the are doing Connecticut. Maybe yeah. they are doing expanded universe and they decided to start This yeah. is starting small apparently. Oh, yeah. If they were to scale up the game, it's the size of Connecticut. But these are actual characters in the game. Okay, that answers a big actual, question for me. Did you feel like those characters fit with what you knew about them in playing the game? This is interesting is because Duncan Jones, who's the director of this, he also did Moon. He's been playing the Warcraft games forever, he said. And this, the story that they started off with right now, this is the prequel to the main events of Warcraft. So everything you just saw, this is setting up the universe. Okay. So you haven't been told any of this story yeah. in the game. Because uh, I can't say that because it's spoilerish. Well, I'm excited. No, no, no. Listen, I am excited for our spoiler cast for this one because I'm just going to pepper you guys with reference questions. Yeah. Uh, and stuff I didn't understand. And, and that's that's going to be oh so much fun for all of us. Yeah. But um, uh, by the way, for those <laughs> listening live, that is a separate podcast. We don't actually do that. Yeah. We do no spoilers show. on this on this podcast. Yeah. So if you if you subscribe to Sif Pop, it will be a separate um, separate line in your feed for spoilers. I will say that they you're introduced to somebody in this that they have like very little screen time, but they are the one of the main focusing points of the Warcraft story. I bet I know who. I bet I know who. I can't wait to talk about it. Okay. I, I really can't because I want to understand who. this story a little bit better. I know who. Um, you know who. Is there any? Uh, well, here's here's what I wanted to do. Like a little one more thing. Kind yeah. Of? Well, before our one more thing. Actually, uh, I actually had some cons. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to hear you, your guys' cons in my pros because, you know, I want to hear the good stuff from a person who doesn't know the, the games and the bad stuff from the people who do, do know the games. So why don't you start, Andrew? Acting could have been a little bit better, and the pacing was just off in certain parts. Okay. The human and in, in sort of human interactions. Yeah. Yeah. The name? Um, 
the one that's sticking out to me, I mean, like I wrote down a lot, but some of them are very specific. Um, like stuff we'll get into in the spoiler cast? Yeah, just in, in parts of the storyline, I, I felt like some of it was very unbelievable. There's just like turns in people's character that happens quite suddenly. And you're like, I just don't believe that that would happen. But okay, you just have to accept it and kind of go mm-hmm. on. It just yeah. seemed like a lot of really convenient things. But one of the most bothersome things to me is there's a character that is... Um, uh, like not loved by her community mm-hmm. and now inside the human community and she's given something to drink and she drinks with her pinky out and I was just like <laughs> what you would not that is not okay and like so I just was like I literally just <laughs> saw someone uh, anyway yeah. bare, listen bare as a thing. as a giant man who drinks with his pinky up you know it happens I sometimes guess. It I just guess happens. it must be in the genetic code somewhere then. <laughs> somewhere. I can't believe that's your con. <laughs> I, I wanna, I wanna... She raised her pinky while she was drinking liquid. It really liquid. bothered me. I want to ask you, Aaron, about yeah, this. Yeah. See if you actually thought that this was neat. Sure. So obviously orcs and humans don't speak the same language. Do you think they did a really cool job of transitioning between being able to understand <clears throat> the orcs and the humans? That was my one more thing. Okay, uh, I didn't mean it to wasn't cool. my pro, but it was my one more thing that I was going to talk about was I really thought that was a, a cool idea on how uh, we were just talking about the passion of the Christ and how they chose to have it in its original language and drop mm-hmm. you in it. I yeah. thought this was an interesting way that they didn't have to have so many subtitles on there. They you could transition f- from you phased in and you out. phased in and out and, and it made sense the way they did it. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I thought that was really clever. I like was that. actually going to be my one more thing. The pro that I wanted to talk about um was I felt like this story had real sacrifice in it. Now, I don't feel like it was an extremely well-told story, and I'm not going to give any uh, spoilers away about what I'm talking about, but there were several moments where I went like, that's real. You know, that's what's happening on the screen right now is a real story point from that could be really powerful in some of those oh, moments. Oh, I'm so I, curious, like a specific moment. I'll talk Do about it in the spoilers. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, there were a couple. Because um, I'm thinking of one in particular. I'm wondering if it was yours. I do agree with that. And there was there was some emotion there. And if they had handled, in my opinion, again, because I don't know all the references, yeah. if I had been more invested in the rest of the story, I think I would have been even more emotional during those times. Right. But it was just... Because I was so confused at times and distracted, I wasn't. But I did. I did feel like there were some story points that I that I was able to like tap the the you know um, tip the cap to and go well done. Well know, done. Was, yeah. Well done, so, Warcraft. Also, I felt I felt like it was kind of funny. Well points done. Too. I thought the humor was was decent. Yeah. So I will say, if you have, do not uh, know this story, you're not going to enjoy this movie. Yeah. I really do believe that, and I'm not just saying that. For, I think it's great it, for people to know. I think that's the main thing people should yeah. know. Yeah. If you don't know the story, you're, the movie you're not going to get. Yeah, because even parts like I know Danae and I were the same way. We're like watching this movie, like, man, this is just a reference. Yeah, they should just World of Warcraft the reference film because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the setup. It yeah. should be called the setup. All right, I know. did my one more thing. You guys got one, Danae? You got one more thing? Um, I I think that if this movie, my one more thing is that I wanted to, to just take a moment and say to the the director. Um, whose dad was David Bowie. Yes. I think he did a really good job. I think this is a big project and there's a lot of people that love it. And I High think for what you level. did, I think for all the attention that it gets and for all that, you know, this guy's kind of gone through and stuff, I, I would say well done. I liked it. As a fan, I really had a good time. Yeah. And there are a lot of articles out there about it being, you know, kind of a mediocre type experience. But that's the conversation we're having is the fans are going, yeah, but if you if you got it, then do it. Now, I also would say, if you haven't played World of Warcraft, maybe do like some of the old games and just kind of have fun. Yeah. Because there are some hilarious references in this movie that if you're a fan, you're going to love it, including like Lokdar and just yeah. like old throwbacks. The first time I saw a Murloc. The first time I saw a amazing. The first time I saw a Murloc on yes! screen, I was like, she yes! did. She did. She goes, she's sitting beside me. She goes, Murloc. Okay. And I was like, give me what? your best Murloc impersonation. I was just like, I just said, what? I just ate something. <laughs> wouldn't be a wouldn't, wouldn't be a podcast oh if Danae goodness. wasn't eating I'm so, sorry uh, <laughs> man. Okay. I will say there's a reason why this movie has an 8.0 on IMDb and a 22% on Rotten Tomatoes because fans of this movie are loving it but critics who don't know the lore and I'm not saying that hand there raised. are so hand I'm not raised. saying that there are critics who don't know the lore but the ones who don't they just they don't get what, yeah. why the magic hand raised yeah. but I hope it does I there hope... is magic there no pun intended mm-hmm <laughs> Um, a little did you like the magic? I really did. Wasn't it neat? Yeah. Okay. Look at this stuff. 
Isn't it neat? Yeah, I loved it. I was so into it. Well, very cool. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about some mugs that we're selling, Danae. What do we got? Well, Sif Pop Podcast is part of the Shoe the Dough Podcast Network. This podcast started as a segment on the podcast called Shoe the Dough. And uh, Aaron and I launched this podcast in 2012. And we took a little hiatus and then relaunched it last year with a live audience. We've been having a really good time doing that. Supported by our fans on Patreon. Yeah. Patreon.com slash Aaron and Danae. Thanks, guys. So we decided to put something together just to see what people would want and have a mug. It's being sold for seven more days at this moment. Seven days, seven hours, eight minutes, and four And it is the OG Shudo logo from back when it launched in 2012. So if you choose to... Grab a mug. You're going to want to do so here soon. Um, and that's at tchip.com. <laughs> Whoa. Tchip.com. T-E-E-C-H-I-P.com. I have to tell you the response has been. Oh, shoe sorry. the dough mug. Forward slash shoe the dough mug. All one word? Mm-hmm. Okay. I have to tell you the response has been a little overwhelming. It's like fun. it's. I think we put on there that we were, uh, that the goal was 10, that we would sell 10 mugs. We figured maybe there are 10 people out there that would want, you know, kind of a link to the shoe the dough past. Uh, and we're at 30. I'm buying mine today, so Are 31. You? 31, yeah. there we go. So we also as long as you buy my mug. <laughs> yeah, I will. Is it, it going to be the I captain you, with your, the mustache? No, it's just our Flick Freaks logo. Okay, well, don't Very say cool. just. That's perfect. Okay. So that's tchip.com slash shoe the dough mug. You can find quick links at our various social media outlets, including Band, which is a free communication app. Band's and thank you so great. much. Very much appreciate that. Thanks, Andrew, for hopping on and buying a mug. We'll absolutely oh. return and send the us your pictures if you do get a mug. Those have been coming in. Those, Those have been, been fun too. In. We should compile a post of people's pictures. I've with got them, a couple more I should post, especially now that we're seven days out. Uh, let's move on to since we're talking about a video game movie. By the way, let's go. Uh, often one of the most uh, Raz type of movie are video game movies. There aren't really any good ones. Some would say this is maybe the first video, you know, good video game movie. Mortal Kombat. Well, some people do like Mortal Kombat. <laughs> I do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but the experience of going into a world like World of Warcraft and kind of giving yourself to a video game is a really interesting one that especially, you know, people around our age and our generation have had with a lot of different video games. So I was just curious from you guys, like, what are your some of your favorite video game experiences? Now, if that's different from like a quantitative analysis of is a video game good, that's not necessarily what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the experiences that you've had with video games that you really, really enjoyed so it could even be a video game that a lot of people think is bad but you had an incredible experience with it or something like that so um today why don't you start what are some of yours that you've you know kind of had great experiences with um kingdom hearts was really one of the first ones i really went after when was i wanted to beat that game bad (laughs) (laughs) this is the one that has like the disney properties in it and that kind of stuff where like okay yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. my husband who i was just dating at the time he had let me use his xbox at my house so i could play it because i was so into it Mm -hmm. so when he got rid of the xbox um i never got a chance to finish that game i don't think i ever beat it but i was really really close but i played it all the time what what was the platform what do you mean Oh, Kingdom, Kingdom Hearts, Hearts was it on Nintendo? Oh, Xbox. Xbox. Oh, it's Xbox. The you one just that, said that. Sorry, one, yeah. That's okay. The Xbox one that I played. And PlayStation. And, yeah. Okay. So I haven't played it since then, and it was just that one specific game. Uh, I loved the characters. I loved the moves, and I liked the storyline a lot. And I had really come to like care for the characters, and it was uh, a Final Fantasy style. Mm-hmm. You know, it's their kind of crafting, yeah. and it was really, really well done. I thought. So that one really pulled me in. When I was younger, it was Sonic the Hedgehog with my brother. Yes. Yeah, yeah that's a good one. Sega. There was um, something about getting those rings, man, but and for, just running fast. For two-player games, it was Toe Jam and Earl. Nice. Which was an old Sega game, because that, well, that was a nice two-person game. You could really both do things that were important. But in Sega, or, or for Sonic, rather, you know, it was like... Tails can't do much, and there wasn't always a tail, so I we had to just to go back tails. and forth. <laughs> <laughs> Never could kill him; he always flew back in. But you know, there's not a lot that you can do in the little screen where you're just zooming through stuff. So um, then, yeah, it got kind of got into that one, and then World of Warcraft. But After I've, that I've was always your played. Jam. I've always played games, yeah. uh, computer games, and stuff like that. What about you, Andrew? Uh, for me, I'm I'm just gonna say World of Warcraft. You know, obviously. Uh, so just get that out of the way. But for me, probably the best game I've ever played in my entire life is Final Fantasy VII. Okay. I put. I, did, I put You're kind of internet famous for your reaction to to Final Fantasy in one way or another, it's aren't you? True, Hashtag you are. I want my ding ding. I want ding. my ding ding ding. 
which that's coming back up soon. E3. Uh, yep. Uh, this Saturday and Sunday and Monday. So can't wait um, to hear what Nintendo has to say about their new system. It's not going to be there. Really? Yep. I thought they said it was. They I thought they were going to have Zelda playable and everything. They canceled it. They're going to have Zelda playable, but they're not going to have... Uh, Anything about their new system. Nope. And uh, PlayStation just announced that they're not going to have their new system there today either. Wow. So what's going to be there to watch? We just went into E3 news here for a second. Yeah. But that was actually my uh, buried treasure was E3. Okay. okay, okay we'll okay. let you get there later then. Okay. We'll let you get there later. So, <laughs> surprise! <laughs> Um, so, yeah, uh, Final Fantasy VII for me growing up, I think that's my favorite game of all time. Just the the story, I care more about those characters, but probably the most fun I've ever had playing a video game has to be land parties with Halo and Halo 2. Growing mm. up with all my friends, bringing over Xboxes, plugging them in, and just, you know, the physical, being physically in yeah, the yeah, same yeah. room with people. Yeah. There's to, something about to that. To trash talk them. And <laughs> I think that's probably my fondest memory of video games. That's funny you mentioned that. That is one of my fondest memories of video games is a game that I never even owned, but I, we would go over to the dorm rooms and play the multiplayer battle on uh, Bomberman, I think is what I it was. Bomberman. And, and we would just... We'd play that for hours and skip classes and yeah. like I mean it was just like we were having so much fun and that was by the way that was with you know like Jeremy Jeremy who is Cinema Sins right now and yeah. oh, and Josh fun. who is one of our gurus and oh that's hilarious I could just see you guys sitting down in front of a sixty four playing Goldeneye or something <laughs> <laughs> yeah so no I know that totally it's not like I would ever say that's one of my favorite games but it's absolutely one of my favorite game experiences was you know hanging out with those guys and, and playing that's exactly that. it. I'm more of an RPG and first-person shooter guy. Yeah, so. I love that. When you said that, my, my most favorite times, besides being with my brother as a little kid, but as an adult, mm -hmm. was World of Warcraft because we would uh, somebody in our clan had access to uh, a website that we'd all sign into and we would hook in our audio. Mm -hmm. And then it synced with the, you know, our time and then we'd just be running in the background so we could all be going and doing things together and communicating to each other as we're accomplishing things in the game, which is something you can do now with like PlayStation and games like Call of Duty, things like that. But I haven't ever found a gaming group to communicate with in a game except for World of Warcraft. And I have so many fond memories and still to this day, good friends. I called one of my old guild clan leaders two weeks ago and talked to him in California because we still cool. stay connected. That's Hi, awesome. Dan, if you're listening. <laughs> That's totally awesome. <laughs> I, I think there's, there's just something about you know, gaming with a group that is, you know, there's an extra level of endorphins or something, you know, that happens when you're in community like that. Mm -hmm. uh, I remember we used to do Mario Kart tournaments and we actually would do lands with uh, Nintendo's and do like 16 people racing at the same time kind of thing. Mario and, Kart, Super Smash Bros. Oh, just... man. And that was just so fun. Let's do it again. To... <laughs> Why could. can't we do it again? And uh, we all live here. You know that the guys from Rethink would come out. Yeah. You know what? My YouTube brain go just went... I can't do it. YouTube won't let me stream it. And then yeah. I just realized, why would I have to? I could just do it for fun. Yeah, just have fun. Every, yes. every single thing in my mind right now is, how do I put this on YouTube? How do I monetize this? So, yeah. So, but yeah, I could just do something for fun. That's a, that's a nice twist, I guess. Uh, Mario Kart was definitely another one of mine, uh, even just personally. I remember I kept a notebook with my best times on uh, all the Mario Kart 64 yes. courses. And so oh I, my and I would, I would sit there and race my ghost, you know, until I, <laughs> until I got like, you know, a 10th of a second off my time because I wanted the best times and I would compare them to the Nintendo power, you know, rankings and best times ever or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, loved that. My favorite gaming, personal gaming experience I think I've ever had, like the most joy I've ever had playing a video game was probably uh, Super Mario Galaxy. The first Super Mario Galaxy was so fun. I just remember picking up that and the gravity mechanics in that game and just being in awe of how fun it was to jump around planets and to figure out the puzzles. And uh, I had a blast with Super Mario Galaxy. That was I love puzzle mine. games. Not me. I don't like puzzle platformers. Yeah? No. I like the puzzle platformers. I I just like I like completing quests. That's one of the reasons I went so far hard after you know that. I just I love whenever my world is like interacting with me and telling me that I'm doing a good job. <laughs> also like Imagine horror that. games. Horror games are great. I've which, never really been into the horror games much, which is why I'm still trying. I'm still trying to get Danae oh, to come over it. to do the the let's I play. Can't do it yet until dawn. I feel so. I feel. I just don't know if I can. It little can change you, me forever. Little do you know, E3 really isn't this weekend. So <laughs> the reason you're coming over is to lock you in the no. room and play that game. <laughs> um, the other the other thing I remember speaking of lo being locked in a room playing a game. Uh, I don't know that I was locked in the room, but I sat in my room and played Doctor Mario. 
for mm. hours and hours and hours. There are songs. Was that on the SNES or was it on just regular Nintendo? No, that was that was S, that was on the SNES. Yeah, okay. I think. Uh, do you remember the bazooka that came with the Super Nintendo? Yeah, that was amazing. Uh, anyways, uh, I just remember there are there are even songs to this day that were popular during that time that because I had them on repeat while I was playing Doctor Mario, if they come on. All I see is a Dr. Mario screen, like these little You've pills dropping. Yourself. I know it was amazing. <laughs> like that and Tetris were two of the games I played so much because, you know, I just I wanted to be so good at them. And it's just it's interesting how your brain, you know, does those kind it of things. It is because there are times when I'll have a flashback memory and I my memory is being inside of the World of Warcraft game. Mm-hmm. Like walking around the corner of a map or remembering a scene or remembering a quest that I mm-hmm. picked up. Not maybe the details of the quest and the lore of like what was going on in that particular time or whose name is, but just what I'm looking at and there's so much there and I have all these just there's all this this fun discovery feeling and I'll have all these like flashbacks so, like I can't tell anybody about that in a moment like oh I remember that one time that I was you know going through the swamps and <laughs> you what know, was it slaughtered all the murlocs lock mode on what was the first yeah. oh, video man, that place game was scary the first time I went there yeah, it's creepy scared, the, scared me what was the first video <laughs> game that really owned you what do you like mean? like that you just had to get back to and play Duck like the, the very first Duck hunt, like Duck you were addicted to duck hunt. I wanted to, I wanted to kill that dog. He laughed at me all the time. That and uh, just Mario Bros. because it came on the, uh, they came on the same Nintendo cartridge. Which, which is your favorite of the Super Mario Brothers? Probably sixty four. Sixty four is great. I love Super Mario Brothers three though. Yeah, it has a great game. I would say for me it was. Actually, you know what? I think you're right. Sorry. What happened? No, he's right. It's it's Mario's three. Yeah, Super Mario three. I think, that, I think you're right. What about you, Danae? What was the first one that kind of owned you? Well, I've been I've been obsessed with a few, but the one that I hold dearest is definitely World of Warcraft because it came at a time where my skill set started to develop when it came to organizing structures and people and organizations and making plans. And so, since I was with this group of people when we were playing this game, we developed like a really great structure for clans and huge raids and things like this that I got to be involved in and like help execute it. And then that was, so there's a part of me that really developed there that I really enjoyed. My wife is chiming in from the live chat. Uh, She says that she remembers racing my ghost for weeks on Mario Kart till she could beat it. And then I'd get home and beat her time right away. <laughs> oh man, that was and she, early, and that she was didn't early in our marriage. No, that was early in our marriage. We were that was how we figured out how to be married together was through Mario Kart. <laughs> we could persevere through everything. She also mentions her the game that owns her is Pikmin. Oh she, yeah, she fell in love oh, with yeah. the original Pikmin, and I, I get that because I love the Pikmin games as well. But um, but yeah, she would play those I for hours. What my husband would say because he he consistently plays MLB the Show. He buys the new one every year. He has a routine with it. Yeah, I think he probably would say that was his game. The first one that ever owned me, and this will show that I'm older than you guys, I think, uh, was on the Atari 2600, and it was Missile Command. Uh, Missile Command was so much fun. Um, It was either that or Kaboom. Did you ever play Kaboom? Didn't play Kaboom. Okay, Kaboom, you played with the paddles, and it was like this, this guy was dropping bombs from the top of the screen, and you had to move your buckets of water to get under the bombs in time. Uh. And eventually he'd get going so fast and you'd just be like twisting this paddle to like trying to catch all these bombs and you have to like catch one bomb on the way to another. It was so much fun. It was really addictive. I remember playing that one. Sounds uh, like all asteroid sort of. Yeah, it's it's similar. Yeah, it's similar in that way, but um but I had a great time with that. So it's really interesting how those things just kind of get into your subconscious and What about like a know. board game though? Board game? Yeah. Settlers of Catan. What's your what's your board game? Uh, I don't like currently or just, like yeah, from, just, random, just throwing it out there. Which like which one's got your attention? Well, I mean, because you know these are all currently like video pandemic. Games. Pandemic is the game that that we but love to play. It does start at some point too with the ability to do board games and well, I guess there's all kinds of games attached. to I'm it. more of a card game person. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, we we played euchre growing up all the time and had a blast with that. We played dominoes a lot. Yeah, I don't know if you guys remember the board game. It was called It from the Pit. Do you guys remember that game? No. That's scary. It was pretty great. So it's uh, in the middle, you're like surrounding this volcano. And in the middle of this volcano is this rotating toy. It's called It from the Pit. And it has this claw. And as you try, (gasps) the the goal of the game is to make it all the way around the rim of the volcano. And he'll just 
like go for five seconds, stop, and then claw up onto the walkway, <laughs> and then just if you're standing right where his claw goes, he'll pull you in, and you lose. <laughs> and you got to roll dice to try and get all the way around. Oh, that reminds scary. me of Mousetrap. The yes. game it takes yeah. forever to set up and is not in any way worth it when yeah. you play it. It from the pit is hands down my favorite game. I tried to find it the other day and I can't find it. Oh, for all lo- those for less than games. seventy bucks. All those prop games like uh, Don't Break the Ice. Did you ever play oh, Don't Break God. the with Ice the, with the, the polar one? bears? Right. Yeah, a little yeah. hammer and yeah. had to hammer out the ice cubes or uh, Hungry we, Hungry Hippos. We had was the, another one. I can't imagine how expensive Hungry Hungry Hippos is now. We yeah. had uh, the Grape Escape. Do you guys remember that one? I remember cooties where you like you would you'd have to build your little bug or whatever. So, yeah, you would take Play-Doh or clay and you would mold it into this game and then you had to set up this whole game and then you would roll dice and you'd go a certain thing. And if you got caught in machines, you were supposed to like crank something and then it would smash. Your yeah, heart. I do remember that. But I remember was, the commercials. Yeah. So the commercials made it look like they would just smash. Yeah, but yeah. In reality, you've just built a rinky-dinky plastic thing, and you're doing a rinky-dinky turn, <laughs> and you would actually have to just get... If you wanted to smash it, you had to smash it with your hands. You know, they just... My mom was really upset about that one. I remember her being like, this isn't at all like what I expected, but we played it for a little while. You had the scissors would kind of cut you in two because you were this little grape. Nice. Yep. All right, well, let's move on to our buried treasure. Unless you guys have any more video game thoughts, we'll talk about uh, that one thing in pop culture that we'd love for people to know about. And, Andrew, we're going to start with you since we've already kind of hinted at what it might be. So my buried treasure for the week is an event. This weekend and Monday is E3. For those of you who do not know what E3 is, it is this conference that is put on by all game developers, Microsoft with the Xbox, Sony with the PlayStation, Nintendo, well, Nintendo's really not going to be there all that much this year, but they get them and then they get third-party developers and they just tell you what you can expect in the coming years. Like, this is the new version of the console. This is some games coming out. And it's one of the most viewed um, conferences, like, like more than a Apple's conferences, people tune in for E3. And uh, last year, Danae was kind enough to join me for PlayStation's conference. And uh, that's when we saw the Final Fantasy VII remake. I want my ding, ding, ding. I want my ding, ding, ding. And uh, <laughs> still one of the best moments ever. Because like I told you, you know, Final Fantasy VII, one of my favorite games, it is my favorite game of all time. So the remaking it. And then we saw a bunch of other stuff, like the Batman game we saw that looked really good. Yeah. Which turned out to be pretty good. But, you know, it's just a conference. Like, these are the cool trailers. And I know you're no frames, but I don't know if that... (laughs) Zero frames pledge. I don't know if that applies for video games. No, it does not. Okay. Uh, There's not not a lot of story, uh, like, uh, spoiling when it comes to video games. So I'm not as much worried about it. But there is a story. Also, also I don't play a lot of video games. So there's that. So, yep, that's mine. Um, E3. E3. So we already talked a little bit about the fact that Nintendo's not bringing their new system. Do you know why? Uh, because they don't want to be... Well, the reason why they said is they didn't want to be overshadowed because Sony and Microsoft were going to be unveiling their new systems as well. Because they're going to be... Xbox is going to be releasing two systems, actually. The Xbox Slim, which is a smaller version of their Xbox One. And then what they're calling Xbox 4.5, which is going to run on 4K. Okay. And then Sony was going to show up and show their, what they're calling PlayStation Neo, which is also going to be 4K system. And Nintendo didn't want to have to compete by showing their system alongside all these others. And then <laughs> Look, it turns guys, out, we can do 1080p. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then it turns <laughs> out Sony said just this morning, oh, we're not going to bring the new system to, to E3. Oh. So only Xbox is going to have their system there. So Nintendo's oh. probably like, well, we could have brought it. Come on. <laughs> Can they change their mind? I guess they could. The conference hasn't started, so it's not set in stone. I think but... they're probably not re- quite ready either. They had talked about possibly selling it this year, but I can't imagine. They're, they're wanting to sen- sell it by third or fourth quarter this year. So. Yeah, by Christmas this year. Yeah. Um, I don't see it happening. It's going to get not, Especially back. if they're not at E3. How could you not promote the system at E3 if you want to plan to sell it? It's going to get pushed back to first or second quarter of 2017. Yeah. I'm calling it. Oh, he called it. Uh, for my buried treasure. This is it from the pit. Oh. oh. I do not remember that at all. I don't remember that at all. Yeah. No. Did you see it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember that. Yeah, That's just... awesome, though. Uh, for my buried treasure, I finally got around to watching a show that so many of my friends and other people I respect in kind of the pop culture critiquing world have told me I need to be watching. It's I think they're in their third season right now. Uh, Silicon Valley. <gasps> yeah. 
<laughs> so I finally got around <laughs> to uh, watching the first season of that. Uh, I will say it is, it's an HBO show, right? It is. So expect everything you would expect from an HBO show. It you know, there's on, adult content, all that kind of stuff. It comes on right after Game of Thrones on Sunday. Um, it is one of the funniest shows I've seen in a long time. I think, I, I think besides Archer, it is the funniest show on TV. It is. I, uh, these... The characterization of these people, and by the way, if you don't know what it's about, it takes place in Silicon Valley, you know, Palo Alto, that area where a lot of app development and that kind of stuff is going on. And it takes you into this world of what it means to be kind of a programmer or an investor or, you know, uh, in the Google, Facebook, you know, all that kind of world. And not only is it really funny, it's just so enlightening in so many ways to kind of see this world in and you know it's exaggerated, you know, for television purposes, but at the same time, you know it's kind of like that. You know that they are taking, and it's done by Mike Judge, uh, yeah. who, you know, started with Beavis and Butthead, but then has gone on to do stuff like King Office of Space Hill. and King of the Hill, yeah. uh, that kind of stuff. So, so he can be serious. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> well, he can be, he can, he has a heart to him. And you'll see that show up in the show even a little bit. You, you know, it's kind of You feel bad for him, like, a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really. Uh, there is a lot of that. So I guess I would say, as is usually the case, when the people around me and the people I trust say, you really need to check this out, they're usually right. And that is the case with Silicon Valley. Well, if I had known that you hadn't been watching the show yet, I would have been one of those people telling you to watch that show. My buried treasure today is a show that basically could take the same exact description that Aaron had. And, oh. Yeah. Which is, you know, a show that gives you a glance into inside a world and you're like, I know it's got to be kind of like that. And it's called Superstore. Okay. Um, it's on Hulu, and I ran into it. It's um, it's very interesting. So it's basically about Walmart working at a Walmart. Oh, who's in it? Um, America Ferrera. Oh, okay, the girl from like Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, uh, and she had actually quite a few. That's what caught my attention first. Because whenever you were talking about it, I was like, you know, that's true for my show too. This has got to be kind of what it really is like <laughs> to work inside of Walmart, but not really. But maybe this is true insight. So I can't tell like if I'm gonna enjoy it. That it's not an extremely popular show, so I don't see it like going anywhere. But it has a lot of interesting people: Ben Feldman, uh, American for America Ferrera, Lauren Ash. Ben Feldman. Why do I know that name? What has he been in? Um, I feel like I know also, that from something. There's quite a few, and it's directed by the guy who directed The Office, I think. Oh, okay. So it's like his next Office type environment, but this time it's in a superstore. And you're enjoying it. I. Just watched the first the pilot oh, okay. today, and I I can't tell if I'm going to enjoy it or not. Like it, it's it's just like that. Okay, there's stuff. There's something here, but they have this scene where they're in the carts, and you're like, would they really do this? Yeah, they probably would. Um, there's one. <laughs> I've worked at uh, Target before, so yeah, and I, I might wonder I'd be able to identify like. a little bit. So like how you guys with World of Warcraft, you knew all the inside <laughs> references. If I watch Superstore, you would, know I would all totally the know all that stuff. Ben Feldman so. was in Mad Men. That's what it was. That's yeah. where I've heard that name before. I saw a picture. I'm like, oh, Mad Men dude and Cloverfield guy. So I'm not sure if it's going to be something that I'm going to yes, enjoy Cloverfield. a lot. Yes, Cloverfield. That's actually is 10, that... 10 Cloverfield Lane or Cloverfield? No, Cloverfield. Okay, yeah. He was the, uh, whenever the girl brought over her boyfriend to make the other guy mad, that was him. Right. Absolutely. Well, so good stuff. It's called Superstore, is that what you said? Yeah, and I don't know that I would recommend it yet. I think well, I'm just letting you know that I'm doing in. it. I wanted to tell you guys what I'm doing because I'm trying to like test new things out. Sure. Besides, what? Besides Danae cooking is shows. Taking in pop culture? Yeah, but I don't like it. That's crazy. It's because I pick terrible options. I'm cursed. <laughs> I'm cursed. You pick good options. I don't know about that. Sometimes. You, Not really. You know what? You just need to level up. I'm still watching Skin Wars. That's, there's, a, <laughs> there's a problem with me. An, an ink master. What am I doing this? Sometimes you just need a show you can turn your brain off to. That's like apparently what I watch. That's yeah. What I, just, nice. I watch Blaine Fripp flip stuff. <laughs> you watch HGTV? Yes. Watch those property bros? So weird. I watch Big Brother. So there, I said it. Oh, uh, yeah. Thanks so much for joining us today on Sif Pop. It's part of the Shoe the Dough podcast network. You can find out more about other live and later shows on the network by following the feed at mixler.com slash shoe the dough. That's M-I-X-L-R dot com slash shoe the dough. 
Also find out more about Aaron and Danae at AaronandDanae.com. Huge thanks again to today's guru, Andrew Ormsby. Hey, thank you guys. Anything you want to plug? If you go to any form of social media besides MySpace and type in forward slash Flick Freaks, you'll find us. We got a YouTube page. We got some great Let's Plays going on right now. And, of course, we're going to be talking about E3 this weekend. So tune in for that. Much love and gratitude to our Patreon supporters as well for giving monthly to make this show and others on the network possible. Support starts at a buck a month. Comes with pretty fun perks. You can find out more at patreon.com slash Aaron and Danae. Also, if you know of a podcast or have a podcast idea that you'd like to see on the network, make sure and let us know. All feedback is welcome at AaronAndToday at gmail.com. Pitfall. Oh, I loved Pitfall. Oh, wow. Yeah. What a great game. Good choice. Good call. Yeah. Who was that? That was the BDG. BDG! Did did you ever play Pitfall? What up? Did you ever play Pitfall? (laughs) 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 Then we're out. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.